Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your serious host, that's TDDNFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK um, And I've at the LGI Brown and at ITHog on. And we're not going to talk about the, dry, uh, the draft, lads. Not going to talk about it because other stuff has been happening. Not this. Not this. That I would rather be. Not that. That hasn't been happening. It happened before the no. podcast came on, but it hasn't been happening. I think we're trying to uh, release ourselves out of this funk we're in, Pete. I've got a stress headache. Is that silly? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I still can't get over the fact that you only have me on the show when there's nothing happening. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. I know. You're, you're basically yeah. just you're entertaining filler, Peter, because nothing yeah. happened. Apart from the draft, nothing else happened. Nothing. Um, Officially, c- according to Aaron Rodgers, nothing has yet happened. So, yeah, exactly. If only he had a way to communicate, you know what I mean? Yeah, if only. Um, I mean, stuck in his cave, um, yeah, know. you know, and he can't figure out what's going on because, mm. you know, you know, she maybe put out a message and say, whoa, actually, do you know what? Yeah. So, yeah, look, it's, it, look, the situation is what it is. We could talk about the draft and, you know, name names and all that kind of stuff. And, and Pete, your, your draft guide was fantastic to be able to dive in yep. because, as usual, um, the Packers didn't really go, they didn't pick pick Creed Humphrey and I just thought they haven't picked Creed <laughs> and now the Aaron Rodgers stuff has, has gone out I said can someone please knock Pete's door and check on him because I just thought yeah. like you know he's going to be in the shower with clothes on and the shower's not going to be warm you know it's one of those situations where he's in a yeah, class going to be a lot of Phil Collins don't, you know a lot yeah. of Phil Collins being played a lot. this is the whole thing my head was done in on the second day of the draft when they picked Josh Myers over Creed Humphrey and they mm. didn't speak to me about it first ah <laughs> no Ding! I mean, this podcast is going to be full of these zingers, but um, and along the lines of zingers, we would talk about the draft, but Aaron decided to make it all about himself, so we're going to talk about him instead. Now, look, what I would I'll preface this podcast, and I'm going to kick it to you, lads, right? Because there was a joke that was released by um, you know, some some good friends, uh, but at the same time, you know, ribbing uh, came into it where I was going to release the pick next year uh, for the Packers, but I said, hey, it won't be time because uh, gifted a gap and Blarney Stone and yada 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 and ta 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 Irish. Um, and I'd go on too long. So that's exactly what happened because I have a lot to say on the topic. So what I'll do is I'll kick it to you, lads. But um, before I go there, this is what I'll say, right? Is this has been somewhat acknowledged by the Packers. Um, you know, they've they've peppered them with questions. I think it was eight minutes into the Gouda Kunst. Gouda Kunst. Um, Gouda Kunst. Gouda Kunst. Gouda Kunst. Has to be done. Uh, along with Nats. Um Has to be done. Um, so anyway. You see, it's very hard to keep credibility, Daryl, I think, if we keep going off on the super German Ramstein yeah, route. I just, it is what it is. It has is. to be. We have, we have, at least we have to stay consistent. Hmm. Peter's just on the other end of the line going, really? Is this... Is this yeah, this Peter's already dialed off going, I'm yeah. not I'm not getting involved in this nonsense. Put, put a disclaimer out already. Like, I'm on this podcast, yeah. but I don't agree with what's happening. Yeah. Um, nothing to do with what's going on over there with those I, guys. I could potentially be <laughs> edit this out as well. Um, so <laughs> what we would say is, is that, look, the, the organization have acknowledged that there's an issue, right? So we're not going to... Well, I don't know. You can go wherever you want, right? And I'll unleash the unleash hell. Um, but what I would say is we haven't heard from Aaron Rodgers yet. And now I've been taking the piss on my own social because we've heard from AJ Hawk saying that he today that he's and he was with him at the Kentucky Derby that's why it's important and he's a mate of his and all this sort of lark right um, so they were all hanging out there together Aaron Rodgers was smiling away um, and he 
Pat McAfee asked him, is he going to retire? He's sort of had categorical, oh, no, no, no. And you're like, oh, well, what does he know? It's like, well, he talked to him. That's how he knows. Um, and then he, he said to him as well, is he going to retire? No. And does he want Gudekunz to be fired? And he says, no, that's garbage. This is what I will say, and this is my, this is my grief, and then I'll unleash it, right? And I said I, I, I wouldn't do this. But this is the thing, is that these rumours are coming out and the organisation is being dragged. His reputation is also being put through the mill. Um, and we have to hear from AJ Hawk, uh, allegedly, that he's not wanting this, that and the other. We also heard a quote from Aaron Rodgers at the Derby saying he loves Packer fans, he loves the team, he loves this, he loves his teammates. Yet we're also hearing stuff from other sources that he told his teammates is not coming back. Now, why in the world are we hearing third, fourth, fifth party stuff from other people when all if he does feel that way, he could simply pick up his phone and say, how are you lads? This is complicated. Um, you know, I still love Green Bay fans or whatever. No, he's letting it leak out, which uh, which, uh, which, to me is one of the most annoying, not the most annoying thing, but one of the most annoying things about this whole saga is that, fair enough, they could be going, I'm not saying the Packers organisation are, are right, there's many nuances I would say, and you lads are going to get into it, but what I would say is, is that whatever the truth is, there's a bunch of lies or at least a bunch of stuff that's flying around that is completely destroying any type of reputation that both parties have. And the one man who can clear it all up is himself. He has a phone. He has Twitter with 4.4 million followers. He has Instagram and Facebook. He'll get on there and, you know, promote his jeopardy, but he won't come on and not uh, sort of mitigate the damage that's been caused to the relationship to him and to the team. And that's just really annoying. But anyway, um, I guess, Pete, look, do, do you want to jump in as to where your head is at with all of this situation? Because it is an absolute mess. Yeah, and I, and I, and I agree with the point that you've just made. I, I think that it's unfortunate when these things get out into the public domain. And, and however it happens, it's happened. And, and as you've said, with three, mem th three senior members of the Packers organization speaking about it in various ways this weekend... Um, Murphy, Gooty and, and, and Matt Lafleur. We know that there is a story here and that there is an, an issue of some kind, wherever the problem difficulties sit. Yeah. And I'm a, and I'm a great believer in, in these things that um, firstly, if they do get out into the, into the public domain, you nip them in the bud as quickly as possible. Because um, I, th I think that all parties involved have a responsibility to a, to themselves and to the other party, but also to the fans at, at, at the end of the day. Um, but but I also believe that this stuff should be done in private, full stop. Right. So whatever the gripe, if that's the right word, that, that Aaron Rodgers and or his team seem to have with the Packers organization or with members of the organization or with certain things that have happened, whatever those are, that stuff should be discussed in private behind closed doors, right? That there's no place for it to be out in the open. There's no place for it to be leaked through, um, through the media. There's no place for it to be leaked through friends. There's just no, there's just no place for it. And, you know, the big issue with that is that once it's out in the open, the damage is done. You can never go back from stuff that's said. And however this plays out, there will always be sour tastes in multiple people's mouths over what happens here. Hmm. Um, you know, and if Rogers were to come back to the Packers in, in 2021, however his season then goes in 2021, people will point to this event as saying, well, that's the reason that he played well, or that's the reason that he played badly, et cetera, et cetera. 
So, so I think that's that's the first thing um, to say. I think the second thing for me, and, and I've thought long and hard over the weekend about this, and the more I think about it, the more annoyed about the whole situation I get. Mm. So I'm trying to keep this as concise and as succinct as possible. The, the second thing for me is what exactly is it that Aaron Rodgers wants to have happen now? Right. So if his gripe is with the with the drafting of Jordan, Jordan Love, and by the way, I don't think that's it. And I'll come to that as my third point. But if his gripe is with the, the drafting of Jordan Love, that happened a year ago. What exactly does he expect an organization to do about something they did a year ago? Yeah. Right. What exactly can they do about it this moment? Right. If his gripe is about a contract gripe well first things first he has three years remaining on his existing contract that he signed no nobody was holding a gun to his head yep. telling him he has to sign that contract with the 56 million signing bonus that was in it i think it was bigger than that number you know nobody told him he had to do that he chose to do that mm-hmm. right because he was happy to take the money that was on the table at the time and you know, if it's neither of those two things, then what exactly is it? Is his gripe that he really doesn't like Gooty, which is something that's been, been you know, kind of denied, but, but, but is that it? He doesn't like the people in the front office. That may be part of it. But guess what? We don't all get to like all the people we work with or for. That's just the, that's just the way of the world, pal. You know, that's, you know, um, and, and, and going on to the point I was going to raise, which I think is, is really crucial to this whole thing, is let's not try and pretend that this all started, the issues all started with the drafting of Jordan Love a year ago this past weekend. Mm. There have been ongoing, I don't know what the right word is, I'm going to use the word issues, difficulties between Aaron Rodgers and the organisation over a number of years. And that's not to say that one side is right and one side is wrong or there's not fault on both sides, whatever it may be. But we've gone through this whole thing about, you know, Rogers wasn't, wasn't happy and made it known in the media when Jordy Nelson was released and he wasn't consulted about it. He wasn't happy when Alex Van Pelt, the quarterback's coach, wasn't offered a new contract. He wasn't happy with Mike McCarthy's offense. He came out and said so very specifically you know, in a media conference after the Buffalo, the Buffalo game. game. Yep. yep. You know, made no, there was nothing cryptic about it. It was very critical of his head coach's offense. Wasn't happy about Jordan Love being drafted. And now apparently he wasn't happy that he, he wasn't told when Jake Kumaro was released, for goodness sake. Mm. And I'm sure that there are multiple other things. There are certainly contractual things over the years where he struggled with the contract he's being offered, and that stuff has got out into the media. So, so there's numerous issues, and, and, and I absolutely believe, right? I don't know whether Jordan Love is going to be the next Hall of Fame quarterback or whether he's going to be the next Mitch Trubisky. I don't know, right? None of us know, right? But in fairness to Jordan Love, none of this has got anything to do with, to do with him. Hmm. Well, what I will say is if 
you're running an organization and you have an employee, no matter how good they are, that there's consistent level of what you perceive to be upset going on. And it doesn't even matter whether that's real or not. If you perceive it to be real, it's real, Mm. right? And when that's going, eventually you say, you know what, I've got to do something about this. I cannot carry on like this because not only does it impact my management structure, but it impacts all the people that work around that employee. They don't want to hear day after day, week after week, that somebody's not happy about this. They're not happy about that. They want to say in this, they want to do this. Nobody wants to go into work and hear that mm. every every single day. So eventually, and I, and I truly believe this, that the Packers felt pushed into a corner about getting Aaron Rodgers' replacement sooner than perhaps they wanted to. Mm. You know, and let's make no bones about this. The year before Jordan Love was drafted, you know, the rumours were strong that the Packers were high on Daniel Jones and Drew Locke. So, so, so the Jordan Love thing was no surprise at all. It was in our draft guide, in fact. He was highlighted <laughs> that he was a right. potential person of interest. But, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and so for me, the Packers did what any organisation would do, try and secure their own future at one of the key roles. Hmm. Any organisation would do that. And we can argue, and everybody can argue about whether Jordan loves the right guy or not. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Time, time will tell. So, so I think the Packers felt pushed into a corner that it was time that they had to do something. So rather than it being, oh, I'm upset because they drafted Jordan Love, I think the Packers were upset that forced them into drafting Jordan Love. Yeah. And I think what's happened this whole weekend, however it's come about, and I'm sure, you know, in the fullness of time, we'll find out more. But however this has come about, I think the Packers, if I was sitting in the Packers organization, let's put it like this, I would now feel even more vindicated yep. for picking Jordan Love this time last year. Yeah. Because what's happened has proved the very point that I felt like I needed to do it. Finally, before I, before I let you guys chip, chip back in, I want to go back to the contract situation. Because that's been kind of mentioned. So I want somebody to explain to me how a team that is right on the edge of a salary cap issue, let's, let's, just, let's just call it that. We know the Packers are right close up to the, to the edge of the salary cap and of serious salary cap issues in 2022, right? I want somebody to explain to me how the Packers are able to go pay Aaron Rodgers more money because you can be sure that that's what he wants in his contract, whether that's overall money or guaranteed money. Mm. And I would like Aaron Rodgers, if that's the case, I would like Aaron Rodgers to then go to particular teammates in his team and tell them that they're the ones that have to take a pay cut or lose their job because he wants more money. Yeah. End of, end of rant. Yeah. Daryl, they're on the clock. (laughs) That is like I completely agree with everything Peter's just said, and I'd like to focus in on one thing that I think you've touched on, Peter, is actually the the one victim out of all of this is Jordan Love. I'm actually concerned for this young man because he's going to have to step up with all of this. 
heat in the background if he is the you know the quarterback come next season or, or you know or, or even the year after that but it's one of those things that this poor guy's done absolutely nothing except get drafted um and he's going to feel a little bit of pressure already um and I, you know another thing is maybe this is how quarterbacks end they burn bright and they explode in the end it happened with Favre it's happened with half a dozen quarterbacks and sometimes this is how they go out they go out with a bang um, looking at this from you know, it's things we don't know and it's things we obviously we're not going to comment on them because there's been an awful lot of stuff in the media about this reason or that reason one thing we certainly can comment on though is one you've already mentioned Peter about how he seems to hone in on this stuff all the time about how he wasn't consulted um the latest one and the one you mentioned already that the latest one that's come out i think either today or yesterday was that he you know he was unhappy about jay kumaro because he had literally just said on the media how good he thought this guy was and then the next day packers release him so it's one of those things he seems to think in his head by the looks of it that he needs to be given more seniority in the running of the packers organization than he absolutely deserves and the parallels here i found is very similar to what happened with Lionel Messi uh, just recently there where Messi comes along he doesn't like who's in charge of the front office he doesn't like his contract and wants to get out of it even though he realises the best lawyers in the world uh, are not going to get him out of that contract and it's one of those things that he thinks he holds all the cards in his hand that if he does this he's got plausible deniability in the media because he hasn't said anything yet he's feeding a few things to this guy and that guy that gets of course back out to the media exactly what he wants you know he's he's saying one thing to the organization he's saying another to his mates to get out there which means that when he backs down or is pushed back down he can basically say that oh i can i can deny all of this stuff i didn't say any of that stuff that's ridiculous the media running away with themselves but one thing is certain he thinks he deserves to make a say as to what happens in the running of the packers organization i have a couple of things to say about this two main ones one the green bay packers won't survive as an organization if it allows its players to have that much say into what happens in the dressing room no organization can put up with this messi didn't get away with it in barcelona and let's put it this way it's very hard to trade apples and oranges but messi is is far more important to barcelona than than aaron Rodgers is to the packers now people will say well if we don't have a good quarterback we're never going to win the super bowl leave all that aside we did quite well after getting rid of Favre. people said the same thing when Favre was going out the door he can't be no player can be given that level of leverage over a team because it completely logjams the team all these other guys already know how much aaron Rodgers is on they know how much he's worth to the team he can't suddenly start having a say and to be honest this is a pattern we're starting to see in modern sport now players have and and to be fair probably rightly so in a lot of conditions that if you look at where these teams started out, these players had absolutely no rights back in the beginning. But there is a line there, and you can't cross that line. If and, and again, I, we don't want to comment on things we absolutely no evidence for. But if, say, for example, that he doesn't like Goody and he wants Goody to go, if they get rid of Gutekunst because a player, no matter how good he is, says he doesn't like him and he wants him to go, that is a horrible, horrible, slippery slope to go down. So, firstly, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Aaron Rodgers is a paid employee. He's on contract. That's where we should be looking. He plays in accordance with his contract. He shouldn't be getting any more leverage or any more power. Put it this way, as you said already, Peter, your boss doesn't come into you no matter what position you're in in the morning and ask you, I'm about to hire this guy. What do you think? You think this is a good move? No organization runs that way. Um, and regardless of how nice and gentle the Packers are seen compared to other teams in the NFL, this is a business. It's there to do a job. It's got a structure for a reason. It's a very slippery slope to go with Aaron Rodgers to start giving him more power. But in, in that, I actually think he's probably overreached slightly. 
if what if what we're reading is even half true his position isn't as strong as he thinks it is in the sense that you look at the end of last season people can argue about oh we didn't give him the weapons we were a couple of moves away from getting to a Super Bowl you can actually put a lot of that on Aaron Rodgers. Um, he didn't perform as well as he should have. So for the organization to basically say to him, if you were a Super Bowl winning, yes, you're the MVP, but if you were coming to us as a Super Bowl winning quarterback, maybe. But, you know, you, we basically gave you the team. We gave you the weapons to do it. We're giving you the same thing this year, if not tightened up. So, you know, to be honest, I just don't see his point. What What more does he want? I, and I think that's the, I think that's the big issue is what what you know what exactly is this about what exactly is it is it that 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 he wants and you know yes he's the most important player on the team he is the quarterback is and you know and 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 when you're a three time MVP quarterback even more so but you're still a, a player on the team he's well compensated for being a three time MVP that's what he gets paid the big bucks for that's why he's on his cap number's thirty-seven million dollars this year. Um, that doesn't stretch his remit to now choose who should be on the team with him, um, because I'll tell you this: I'm, I'll be pretty certain that the number of scouting missions that he's been on is somewhere less than one. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know, the, the sad thing about it, you know, a couple of sad things. One is that we're not talking about the draft, but the, but 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 the other the other sad thing about it is that the guy has been a great player and is a great player and it's sad that that you almost have to detach from how great a player on the field he's been from this personal stuff if you want to call it if you want to call it that for one of a better word because nobody can deny that he's been one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL Right, and and I don't care whether that he's number one or number ten, whether he's better than five or not quite as good. Doesn't matter. He's he's in that conversation, one of the greatest that ever that's ever played. He's one of the greatest that's ever played for the Green Bay Packers, right? And again, I don't care whether that puts him in the top ten or the top one or the top. Doesn't matter. You know, he's in the conversation with all of those all-time greats, and that's what makes this so sad and so difficult to have to talk about and just to have to try and comprehend what on earth is is going on here um and it's you know i as a long time packer fan um this weekend i i've been really upset this weekend really 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 upset and and i hope that however this turns out that both parties whether whether they're able to work it out and stay together and move forward or whether it comes to the fact that that, that that they have to part ways I hope that both parties going forward are you know are happy and you know continued success on both on both sides as it were hmm. I just I don't I, I'm just terribly terribly upset by by all of this and I hope that as you said Daryl I hope that the organization well you didn't quite say it but I <laughs> Um, um, I hope that the organization stays strong because it has to stay strong for the future of the organization. Um, you cannot have, as, as you described, Daryl, you can't have any person not in that role trying to dictate to an organization what it is they can do, what it is they can't do, who they should speak to before they do, do this, et cetera, et cetera. And you'll never keep people happy that way anyway. Right, because as soon as you somebody feels like they've got the influence and able to pressure the organisation into doing one thing, 
a year from now it will be something else. Whatever. Look at, look at Bill O'Brien. I mean, it's he's not a quarterback, but he's a person they gave head coach, they gave GM, and he's since moved on, moved on, and the team is screwed still. So, who do you want the accountability to fall with? You know, and, and that's the thing. And, and the other thing I don't, the other thing I struggle with, and and this is really not so much to do with Aaron Aaron Rodgers per se, but some of the fallout from the whole situation or the discussions that go on around the situation is this is this the Packers haven't given him the weapons right and and I've quite a strong view about that but however you sit on that argument it they haven't given him the weapons if you if you believe that's the case they haven't given him the weapons not because they didn't want to right that's like stop this kind of implication that they they drafted Jordan Love Tip just to upset Aaron Rodgers, or they haven't drafted wide receivers because they don't know what they're doing, right? They haven't drafted wide receivers because A, they didn't feel it was the right thing to do at the time, mm. and B, because they've spent the last decade trying to fix the defense. Well, right? if, if I may <laughs> as well, Pete, because I've got so much around uh, that type of thing as well. Do you know what the, the, one thing, <laughs> the one thing that stands out to me is, is that people keep saying, and this is the bit, and I'm going to tweet it out later, and hopefully the penny will drop it some people. Or maybe they won't agree. Why do they keep talking that Aaron Rodgers' level of play is somehow doing the Packers a favor by covering over cracks? That's why he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Like, they get him to play to his ability. So if he can play at that level, he's expected to continue playing at that level. I can't hire Einstein um, to be part of my team and Einstein goes, well, I'm not going to do all the formulas because, you know, I need help here. And you're kind of going, but you can do them all, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, oh, thanks, Einstein, for doing us a favor, for, for carrying the team. For He's a f- genius. I mean, the guy is a genius. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Are we going to get Aaron Rodgers? Are we going to pretend that he shouldn't be as good as he is? So the thing is, and like what you said there, Pete, right, is Aaron Rodgers screwed himself without knowing that he was going to screw himself, right? And I'm very, I'm very strong about this point because I think some of those uh, comments that he made on the Pat McAfee show were almost sound like shots to the organization. Now, this is complete speculation, and I'll, I'll put that up front. But he said that a down year for him is like the career year for someone else. And everyone thought, oh, Mike Drock, drop, that's crazy. Um, because here's the story leading up. And along your point of that the Jordan Love pick was not the crux of the problem. The problem arose beforehand. And th- this was the problem, is that on the run-up to the Jordan Love pick, we had, as you said, him publicly slating the team, saying, oh, well, they never told me about Jordy. They never even bothered bringing him back. Oh, they never told me about uh, Van Pelt. They let him go, and now I've got someone else. You know, and then not only does he make it difficult for the team publicly, uh, because then they, they can't go against their quarterback, and McCarthy famously wouldn't go against his players. That's one thing that will always be said about him too. Um, yet Aaron Rodgers shot against McCarthy, like you said in that Buffalo Bills interview, and McCarthy couldn't come back at him. You know, and that's why Rob Domofsky, when we had him on the podcast, said that that was the death knell for... McCarthy because after that he was a dead man walking that he the way he used to even carry himself after that he knew his time was up and that's because Aaron Rodgers made the decision to publicly go out and murder his head coach in the media and that's that's going to go against him the Packers and we said it on the podcast there's no way they move on early that's just not the way the Packers do it but they did it now if you want an indictment of how they feel about someone the fact that they sacked the head coach before even the season was up, which is so uncharacteristic unless your name is Scooter McLean, well then, you know, it, it's it's a bad thing to happen in the organisation. That's exactly what they did. Now, prior to that, 
um, you had uh, him getting injured. So, you know, there was collarbones and there was legs and all that type of stuff. I'm not saying he's brittle or injury prone. However, from a management perspective, you have to look at it and go, the guy is getting injured a lot. We are losing an awful lot of seasons here. Um, so for them to look at succession planning before it's probably necessary would make sense in that situation. Not only that, Mercedes Lewis came out, and I'll always go back to this point. He was on a podcast with none other than Martellus Bennett, and he used to, he was recounting stories because I don't think he expected to be back in Green Bay, to be honest, but that was the season where he said he was packed, he wasn't coming back, and they begged him to come back, and that makes sense now because he was saying that Aaron Rodgers used to roll his eyes when McCarthy used to call in the play. So here you have a guy, as great as he is, being insubordinate, because he is an employee, and also undermining his head coach openly to his players, who have to rally behind him. So if you want a guy who goes up against your coach and literally rubbishes him when he doesn't like him, it's the same as when Messi refuses to get off the field, like what Daryl was saying, when the coach calls him off, because he says, I don't think I should be coming off now. And it's it's when it's when the players should know their place. Now, I know there's some people hopping up and down at the radio now and thinking, oh, well, look, he's the Hall of Fame quarterback. You have to just do what you want. No, you don't just have to do what you want. These players should be mature enough. One thing that always stands out to me about Mike Holmgren was is that when he went mm-hmm. into San Francisco, he thought that he was going to have this thing where he, you know, he'd have this Hall of Fame quarterback coming up to him and saying, oh, I call the shots around here. But he came up to him and said, teach me. I, I want you to break my play down and I want you to, t- I'm open to be taught to do it. Now, that was the thing is that, and that was the one thing they said Aaron Rodgers would not do when Matt LaFleur came in. But the one point I want to make very clear is that we cannot keep saying that, oh, Aaron Rodgers papers over the cracks. Yes, if you have a Ferrari, you tend to drive it fast. And if you're going around a, a racetrack and you end up going fast, it's because you have a Ferrari. You don't sort of go, well, I want someone else to pull me around from time to time. Now, the, th- the thing about the weapons as well is, is that we didn't draft people. And again, people are going to moan about that as well. Like, oh, well, see, you didn't surround them with anyone. They surrounded them with enough to go back to back almost in the Super Bowl. Um, and this thing about being involved in the decisions, as an employee, I don't have a say if they go and hire someone fantastic underneath me. I can't tell them who to fire and who to hire. Uh, he had injuries. And then as well as that, let's go to the one as well, this massive big boo-boo about uh, Jordan Love and that it, it blindsided them and they should have told him. When are they supposed to have told him? Because Gudekunst came out this weekend and said that he was going for Justin Jefferson and he was going for another few wide receivers. It didn't work out. In this year's draft, he was going for linebacker and that also didn't work out. So he went for McDuffie late on because all the guys he wanted were taken off the board. That's the way the draft falls. We all know this is no surprise. So if he's in his head, he's thinking, I've got my big board. Uh, Jordan Love is a fantastic player. Uh, you highlighted him, Pete, even in the draft guide that year, saying, you know, this is someone that we think the Packers are going to be high on, that they're going to be intrigued about. They probably never thought the same as when Aaron Rodgers dropped, that he was going to land with them when he did. Now, people are going, oh, yeah, but he, d- he didn't just land, though. we traded up for him. Yes, because they had him pinned as a pick 20 talent or whatever, and he was definitely not going to get below that. So what happened was they were going for a wide receiver. This is from Goody, not me. And then Love felt, so he traded up. Now, when he's in the draft room and he's trying to organize trades to trade up with different teams, and the other fallacy to this, by the way, is anyone who thinks that he had the draft capital to go up and get Justin Jefferson, because they look at Justin Jefferson's stats now and go, well, you see... And you're like, oh, yeah, 2020 hindsight, brilliant. You know, like he could have went, they could have went up for him and he wasn't the player they thought he was. Now you might go, oh, well, there's college tape to back it up. Players get injured, they rip ACLs, they don't work out when they get to the pros. And I, I've proved that in a past podcast anyway, by going into first round wide receivers. It doesn't always, it, more often than not, it doesn't work out. And sometimes the value isn't there. So were they going to go and what, what, what Pete, 
I don't know if you remember now, but what would they have to give up for Justin Jefferson? So they gave up a fourth to go up and get Love. Would they not have to give up like the second and third to go up to yeah, sixteen yeah, or yeah, something that, to get Jefferson? Yeah, that they, they would have done. And I think people, I think people tend to miss this: is that is that you know that those moving up in the first round, those it gets exponentially more expensive. Yeah, you know, um, it's not like moving from twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, as as you know, other teams have found out. You know, when the Bears went up to get Trubisky, what they had to give up to to get him, and they only jumped one place. Exactly. You know, and and the higher the place, you know, it, the more expensive it is to move into that yeah, place. You know. Yeah, and and that also makes the huge assumption that the team that you're trying to trade with actually wants to trade. Yeah. And that's the big thing that people somehow just just forget that there's two sides to every trade. Yeah. And. And as soon as you know that somebody wants to trade into your spot, I'll suddenly turn around and say, yeah, I'll have your, your next year's number one, please. For that. And, and this is the thing, Pete, especially a team in a division. They're going to go, oh, yeah. you really you really want this player, do you? Okay, well, then I'm going to screw your franchise. We saw the Packers yeah. do it where they were uh, going out trying to sign Fuller. They had to go and, and the Bears had to sign Fuller again. And that sort of hogtied them then in the cap because that's what they do. So the thing is, is that anyone who has these rose-tinted glasses somehow that the Packers were going to go and trade up for, oh, just give them a fifth-round pick and they'll get up. That wasn't the case. <laughs> they were had to trade with the Vikings, I believe, to, to get above the Vikings or trade with them to get into their place to, to get them. They, I think they tried and, and the Vikings told them where to go or they said yeah well give us everything so I wonder what the reaction would have been had the Packers given up their first second next year's first next year's second this year's fourth and fifth just to get up a couple of spots and people go oh they got absolutely fleeced now I don't care if Justin Jefferson was a fantastic player they would have had to have guttered their uh, pick away now people are going to go oh look they drafted Love he didn't play anyway did he so they might as well have done and here's the thing right that I think isn't it really funny, right, that A, they go, oh, well, look, Aaron Rodgers, he's carrying the team. Yes, because he's the quarterback. He's only playing, he's not playing above his ability. He's playing his ability because that's what he's capable of doing. And you better believe if you're paying him all that money. What is the salary cap for him? Like 40% or something of the team's salary cap or higher is, is gone on Aaron Rodgers. So you would expect him to carry the team in that regard. And here's a question for you, right? I hear this all the time that uh, the players that he has are not that good. He just makes them that good. How come that works for wide receiver number one, running back number one, left tackle number one, center, uh, guard with Elton Jenkins? And how come it works for wide receiver number three with Lazard because he's doing well in MVS? How come it only that logic only falls down with wide receiver two? Yeah, I mean, that's a, ridic that's a ridiculous, you know, thing for people to say. And I, and I would... Yeah, it's easy to sit behind a keyboard and type that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So if you're prepared to do that, be prepared. And I know that people wouldn't get this opportunity, but be prepared to go and stand in front of David Bakhtiari and tell him, you're not that good. It's just that that bloke over there makes you look good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and you know what they pointed to? That, oh, he goes to a different team and he doesn't perform as well. And you're kind of like going, oh, yeah, because the only factor in that is literally he changed quarterback. Everything else is the same. The coach is the same. The plays are the same. The player's age is the same. The schemes were the same. The comfort level with his quarterback is the same. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous load of balls. And it's just, I find it so funny that Rodgers is capable of making players better apart from wide receiver number two. And that's where the Packers have fell down. Now, this is what I think this all comes down to. And this is where I think Aaron Rodgers has screwed himself. And this is, I guess, my final point. I'll just finish off that front office point. 
at what point did uh, the front office, when were they going to ring Rodgers and say, oh, by the way, we're going to draft Jordan Love? Now, do you think that by telling him 10 minutes before they did it, that that would be okay with him then? That those little 10 minutes, he'd go, oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, that's all right. I know 10 minutes before they did it, that's fine. Um, or would it be, it's it's the, it's akin to going into your, into your wife or husband, right? And saying, listen, honey, I'm going to go out with the lads. Uh, it's a last minute thing. I'm going to go out with them. I'm going to cheat on you tonight, right? But I'm just letting you know before I do it. It's still definitely happening, uh, but I'm just going to do it. Now, you have 10 minutes to hit me with questions. Um, actually, less because I need to get back to something. So, go. And what do you think? She, do you think she's going to iron out her problems with it if it's a problem for her or him in that 10 minutes before, knowing that you're going to go and do it anyway? I mean, the conversation is still going to have to be had. So, you can go into your wife 10 minutes before you cheat on her or... Um, when you do it and I guarantee you she'll still say she was blindsided and it's bullshit and that's probably what Aaron Rodgers had now I'm not saying that the Packers front office is flawless in any of this I don't know what they've said to him in the background that maybe peed him off even more but I'm just addressing the narratives in the media which are out there because no one has come in Aaron Rodgers and squashed some of these stuff to say that's balls that's balls that's not anything no that's not the, that's not what I'm believing as well here's the final point then about the whole MVP thing he mentioned on the Pat McAfee show that he has, he thinks he has the leverage now because let's face it, he's the MVP. Do you know what he's just after doing? Uh, if he's complained that they keep taking receivers that he wants away, Kumaro being the latest that is out there in the media, which just boggles my mind. But if he's going to say that they keep taking his weapons away, he doesn't have anybody. And then he says, well, do you know what? I'm going to stick it to them and become MVP. He's just literally proved their point, has he not? He's just gone with the team that Gudekunst, who everyone has called included for some reason. They've just gone with Gudekunst the team that Gutekunst gave him, the scheme that LaFleur has given him, and he's gone and become the top-scoring offense in the league with people who people, other people are saying are not talented, the MBSs and the Lazards and the ESBs and Tanyan and all this. So, best left tackle, Elton Jacob went to the Pro Bowl, Corey Lindsley walked because we couldn't afford him, Devontae Adams, probably the top three wide receiver, I would call him number one, my personal opinion. Aaron Jones, he tied Christian McCaffrey when McCaffrey was seen as the MVP mm -hmm. candidate. Um, when you look at Jamal Williams, very serviceable. Uh, Robert Tanyan uh, tied the NFL uh, with touchdowns. And if you look at his, and this is another stat that no one's mentioned, look at Robert Tanyan's targets and look at Kelsey's targets and you tell me the, the difference in production. So with that point, Robert Tonyan, to me, was the best bang for his book. And still, they managed to bring him back on, what, a second round tender or something? So like, yeah. this is the deal, right? So you look at those weapons, which I think are good, and you you look at the other big part players that apparently doesn't have weapons. Aaron Rodgers goes, becomes MVP. How can he look the front office in the face and say, oh, well, I was pissed off that you got rid of this guy, that guy, and the other guy? They'll say, with what we gave you, exactly what we gave you MacGyver style uh, you know a lollipop stick and like half a tyre and some chewed bubble gum you put together an MVP season so tell me that you don't have what you need to succeed I I, 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 I totally agree and I, the, the, I, it, 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 it's, it, it's a struggle because all of this should be should be in private whatever whatever the difficulties are and, and I, I, I think <laughs> Without reiterating the point, but I'm going to reiterate it anyway. I think that the, the the key thing for us is that none of us understand exactly what it is he wants. No, exactly what, what because it would never surprise me if the issue is actually I just want to play in California. Yeah. Right. And now I can yeah. I can use all of this other stuff as smokescreen, but actually the real issue is it doesn't matter what you do with any of that stuff because actually I just want to play in California. Mm. Now, now, if that's the case, then that's a discussion to have behind closed doors and say, look, 
you know, I've given good service to this team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, I really want to finish my career in California. Look, I'm looking at Jeopardy and my wife wants to live that. Whatever it might be. Yeah. If that's the truth of it, then that's the, that's the truth of it. And, you know, if that's what he really wants, and I don't know that it is, I've just thrown that one out there, but it could be, um, then that's not something that anybody can fix. You know, that's something that, that it either happens or it doesn't happen. So, you know, that would be one of those situations where the team could just say, well, are we going to play hardball with you behind closed doors? Or we could say, we're actually, we can help you in this situation. We'll go and talk to the Raiders or the, whoever it might be and, and, and facilitate what, what it is you want. But nobody knows what he wants. And I think that's part of, it almost feels like a deliberate smokescreen, doesn't it? That, yeah. that everything's being thrown out there. It's, it's Gooty, it's the front office, it's Jordan Love drafting, it's this, it's that, it's my shoes were too big. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But this is the thing, and uh, this this is where it looks, it looks more vindictive, Pete, is that first off, it happened on draft night. So where the Packers are supposed to be focused on uh, ensuring their future and, and the talent, it all of a sudden becomes the Aaron Rodgers show. I'm not saying that's his fault because... You know, there's other stories out there that he wasn't the one who leaked it, that someone else leaked it out. And he says it's unfortunate that it's got out as exactly as you said. We don't know the truth, right? We can only sort of pick on the stuff that the media are after saying and address those and and also say we don't know. The other thing is, is that it's it can be very nuanced. People have people are people. I mean, this guy got engaged. Maybe he does like the Jeopardy thing and he wants to go out and he does want to live in a hotter climate. You know, that's where he goes off to all the time. You know, there's nothing really to do in Green Bay. That's fine. But the problem that I would have with that is, is that I know it's a hard situation for him to be in because I'd say he would feel not speaking for him. But if he was to come out and say, you know, I want to go back to Cali or whatever. Um, and maybe his partner is like Green Bay. No, screw that. Right. Which is fine. Right. I'm not blaming her, but that's what the public would do. And that maybe this is Aaron Rodgers way of protecting her if he thinks that she's going to get the stick for the fact that because look at and we see it already is that he got engaged and people went on. Oh, no wonder he played so great. And now this troubles after coming up and go, oh, it's because he's engaged, which is ridiculous. Right. But the thing is, is that if a life choice of his is that he wants to move away, I've no, absolutely no problem with that. He's a man. He wants to create a family and all that kind of stuff. But what I would yep. say is the vindictive part to me would be is that that's what he wants to do. So he allows the team get dragged because yep. that's his yep. way of smoke bombing out, as you say, to be able to move out when the real reason and the Packers know the real reason would be it's a lifestyle choice for him or whatever, which again is fine if that's what it actually is. But if the reason is to destroy the team and to turn the fan base against the team, to hit the financial security of the team because they're like, well, screw this, I'm done with the pack. Because the amount of people as well I see, I'm not supporting the Packers anymore. One guy asked us, um, on DM are you still going to go to Lambo? you know if Rogers isn't there <laughs> and I said yeah because that's the thing is that some people's mindset actually is if Rogers is not there well then people aren't going to support them anymore bonkers yeah. that's the thing that kills me about it as well because I'm going and again this proves the whole point yes the quarterback is the most important member of the team but he's quarterbacks come and go sometimes they go quietly sometimes they go very loudly yeah. like in this instance but that annoys me and you're, it's a bit it reminds me years ago when you two uh, was it, what was that band even called? The Darkness. Is that what they were called? Yeah. And they were re-recording that Christmas song, and Bono sings this part in the song. You know, back in the original one, back in the eighties, um, and the Darkness 
True, true, a fit, and basically went. Oh, we want to sing U 2s section, and U two turned around. Well, Bono turned around to the darkness and said, "Who do you think you guys are? I was here twenty years ago. In twenty years' time, no one's going to remember who you guys were. And mm. uh, so, I'm not giving you my section." And that reminds me of basically where the Packers are now. No matter how big these quarterbacks think they are, and Aaron Rodgers has been a fantastic servant to Green Bay, but that's what he is. He mm. is a player for Green Bay. There are hundreds before him. There will be hundreds after him. What you can't have him do is run put his bookmarks up Green Bay's back on his way out. If he wants to go to California, that's great. You know what what gets me about this is California seems to be the the US version of Cork, right? People leave Cork. Cork's a lovely place, but people who leave Cork always go back to Cork. And it seems to me that California is the same. Okay, people who leave Cali and they go back there for a holiday or they go back to see mates or their girlfriend wants them to go back or whatever reason happens they always go oh, Jesus, it's lovely here maybe yeah. I should stay here this is great fun if that's what he wants to do great but Green Bay was there before him and Green Bay will be there after him and, and, I, and I think that historical context is, is really important um, you know I look at other quarterbacks across the history of the uh, history of the NFL you know and, and we always think of Joe Montana as a 49er mm. but he finished his career at the Chiefs yeah you know, um, Johnny Unitas, everybody knows as, as as one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played for, for the Colts, finished his career at the Chargers. Warren Moon, everybody thinks of the Houston Oilers, finished his career with the Vikings. And you know, Joe Namath, Jets, everybody remembers the guarantee, Super Bowl three, finished his career with the Rams. This is not something new. Brett Favre, obviously. You mm. know, this is not something new. This is generally, actually, guys, what happens yeah. is that is that great quarterbacks, great players, but great quarterbacks certainly towards the end of their career, finish their career somewhere else. It doesn't have to be this great falling out. It doesn't have to be there was some great story behind it. It's just what happens. The, the, the other thing, and, I, and I've, I've said this before, is in the history of the Packers as an organization, you know, the Packers have had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks before Aaron Rodgers. So Arnie Herber, Bart Starr, Brett Favre. In two of those three, the Packers organization took the decision to secure their future by getting the successor in place while that Hall of Famer was still there. Yeah. Cecil Isbell replaced Arnie Herber and the Packers carried on winning championships. Aaron Rodgers replaced Brett Favre and the Packers won championships and have been a contender ever since. The one time they didn't do it was with Bart Starr. Hmm. And, the pa- and the Packers went two decades without winning yeah, championships. Exactly. And, and it's a really important point that you often see other people tweet about. I've never said this myself, but, uh, but I think it's very true. The time to look for your next quarterback is where you've still got the guy that you've got. Oh, yeah. That's what I say. That's, that's one yeah. of my mantras, I mean, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just, like I say, the whole thing in summary is just, just so sad because he's been a fantastic player. Nobody will ever, can ever knock what he has done on the field mm. for, the, for the Green Bay Packers for a decade and a half. And those of us that, that have lived through that, through some fantastic performances, some fantastic wins and some, you know, disappointments close to, close to the Super Bowls and stuff, we'll never forget what a great player he's, he's been. But he's a player, yeah. And we and and, and we move on. And, and as you all said, five years from now there'll be a different, you know, there'll be a different guy there, and he might be leading the Packers to championships. And he might not be as great a player, but the Packers may be winning championships because that's what happens. 
Yeah, and I mean, I just want to add one thing. Maybe it's a bit of an uplifting note, and maybe it's one of those things that you know, life goes on and things you know change, but always remain the same. We mentioned them a few times, but you mentioned the bears, and let's face it, the bears suck. <laughs> well, you see, that's what worries me as well with all of this saga with their quarterback they drafted. Do you know what? I would say that they've they've done it right, but historically they've had quarterbacks and they've never had for the last while anyway a good one. So I don't think they'll know what to do with them. So that's what I'm kind of no. banking on that they just want to have to handle it. You know, he'll be yeah. throwing the ball right to be like, "What are you doing? You're supposed to throw that to the defense? Hey, what's going on in there? Yeah, what? Uh, you're supposed to throw it to the other team. What the hell? Yeah. Who is this guy? Are you not at your photo shoot with the Green Bay Packers mug saying Green Bay Packer fan tears? <laughs> are you not there? What are you doing on the field? Practicing, silly Billy. Yeah. The, the, the important thing I just want to finish with before. Before we wind up, which I'm sure we must be getting on now, we seem to have been speaking for three hours, is that I would like for the two parties to get together and sort this out. Mm. I do not want to see this end in some acrimonious situation. Right. So I hope that somehow or ever this whole thing gets sorted out and we carry on and we have another MVP season and we get to the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. So that's although although we've been. I think quite strong in our views throughout this. I, I think that most Packers fans would want the situation resolved and, and that, that it works itself out. And it, and if it doesn't, that both parties can move on happily in their own direction. Yeah, because look, at the end of the day, we, we haven't addressed anything that Aaron Rodgers has actually said because he hasn't said anything. But we can go mm -hmm. and put it into context and look at the history and talk about the issues that the media have fingered and pinpointed and said, oh, this is the reason this is what... And we've been able to, in my mind, lessen or disprove an awful lot of that noise and an awful lot of that nonsense. And what it ultimately comes down to, like you said, Pete, is, is that... And, and AJ Hawk alluded to it. And again, I can only imagine it was because he was talking to Rogers about it. Not that Ro I'd say Rogers didn't want to get into it all that much, uh, trying to enjoy himself. And he's sitting over the table with a few mates, having a few drinks, just banging on about this. But AJ Hawk was like, you know, both parties, he said, you know, be it Rogers and the Packers. It's been going on years now and how they've let it deteriorate to this point. Um, is beyond them. So anyone who sort of says that he wants Goody fired, um, it, it goes back way, way further than that. Um, so yeah, look, the ideal situation for the Packers would be is to get this ironed out for Aaron Rodgers, for me, and this is my opinion, for him to actually speak out and try to clarify what's going on for the sake yeah. of his own reputation, for the sake of the organization. And again, I would say for the sake of the fans, but historically when it's came to these decisions, um, we haven't really seen the the fans being considered an awful lot. If you watch a, there's a documentary called, I think it was what, Fire's Last Days at Lambeau or something. Um, and I tweeted there from my personal account. And that's one criticism that they had for Favre, uh, be, it, be it journalists or be it fans, that at the end of the day, they kind of thought Brett Favre actually didn't care about Packers fans, that he was kind of just caring about himself. And Rogers came out, allegedly, to a third party and said he does care about the fans. But I think he needs to deliver some sort of a message to quiet yeah. down this noise because it isn't good yeah. enough for me what he says about the Pat McAfee show, lads, just real quick. It's not good enough that he does this thing of, oh, yeah, just let the media run with it because they're idiots. Um, because I don't know how he can sit in front of those professionals then and try to answer their questions seriously when he's trying to jibe at them as if he's too smart for them. I don't think that's on. Yeah, I, I think I think that's very true. And I, and I, and I think it, it wouldn't take very much even just to come out with a message message for the fans and and say look you know whatever it whatever it is i'm really committed I've, i appreciate the support that, that that you've given me for 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 15 years i'm committed to try and work this situation out along with the ball club that i've worked hard for for the last 15 years go pack go 
you know yeah. even it doesn't have to actually say you know deny anything or or agree with anything but he he could put out a message to the fans because he knows right he's a smart guy he knows that there are literally tens of thousands perhaps hundreds of thousands of packer fans who at this moment in time their heads are just swimming just just swimming. and at the very least he can make them feel a little bit better and look, whatever about us being fans and you, Peter, being a fan forever and all that kind of stuff. And like, we've all been to Lambeau, we've all been to Green Bay, we've all, all been to Wisconsin. This is a lifestyle in Wisconsin, in Green Bay. It always has been. The Packers have only survived because, you know, and they're a community-owned team. So anyone who's a goal, well, he doesn't have to answer to the fans. Um, well, he will on Sunday. Um, he'll have to go in and answer yep. to the fans if he if he takes a U-turn. Um, and then also the, the fans literally own the team and they've kept this team afloat all this time. And yeah. like, in, unarguably, this damage here will definitely hit the pockets of the Packers if this goes on any longer. A, if the if the quarterback play falls off a cliff is number one. And then also if they f- perceive, and it's literally caused a schism. If you really love the company that you worked for, would you really let something drag on and cause a civil war almost between fans? Where some people are saying it's the front office, some people are saying it's Aaron Rodgers, other people are calling him a crybaby, other people are saying fire Goody, and it's literally split down the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's and that yeah, and that's the point on that as well is that ignore fans now at this moment in time in this current world, ignore fans at your peril. We've just seen what happened in Europe with the European Super League. Exactly. Um, and yeah. so it is that point where fans and with Green Bay more so than other teams, as you say, it's owned by the fans. So ignore the fans at your peril. We're um, very heavy on Aaron Rodgers in this podcast purely because he hasn't said anything. So it may be the case that he can come out and dispute all of what's gone on whilst privately they figure out what the hell is going on internally uh, and they get to the bottom of it and they sort it out. But this will not go away. This is going to now follow him for the rest of the season if, if he continues with Packers. So he needs to come out now and assuage all of this um, in public and that it will start to go behind him at that point. But mm. if this rumbles on and he doesn't deal with it head on, it's only going to get worse. Uh, and and that and that absolutely gives the impression, rightly or wrongly, right? But it absolutely gives the impression that he doesn't want to deal with it if he do, if he doesn't. The Packers have been backed into a corner, and three senior members of the organisation have come out and spoken about it. I'm sure they didn't want to speak about it. You absolutely know they didn't want to have to speak about it, but 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 they did. And I think there is an onus on Aaron Rodgers, his agent, his team, to. You know, they can't fix it overnight, I'm sure. But the, the, there is an onus for them to come out and say, look, we're doing everything we can to resolve this situation. Aaron loves the Packers, blah, 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 blah. It, it takes nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do that. And um, that's the, sad, that's the sad, sad, sad thing for me. Yeah, and look, again, I understand the, the point of view that, like, does he have to try and address every single rumour that comes out? No. no, but I mean, this is this is the biggest thing that ha- this was this overshadowed the draft. So no one's under any impression that this is some small little thing that oh, if I do this one, I'll have to do the rest. But look, we leave it there, lads. Um, again, we'll have a draft podcast probably uh, later on in the week. We wanted to get on and just talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation to address some of the missed truths in the media uh, more than anything else. And it's a real call to action. Hopefully, we all know Aaron listens to the podcast that he could jump on um, and maybe you know. <laughs> well, if he doesn't, his I think his agents' agents, yeah, right. second cousins, daughters, dogs, minder. 
mm-hmm. definitely listens to the show. So we hear. Sometimes you can hear a woof 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 tweeted at yeah. us, and it's that's what it is. Um, so look, I've been at Steedy NFL. He's been at Daryl J O'Brien and at IT Hedgehog for Peter Jones. Um, again, it's not too late to jump onto the website and dig into that draft guide to get the real lowdown on the players that the opinion is even before they were drafted by the Packers. Um, and we'll be sure to get on, uh, myself and Pete, and we'll tell you all about those players and how excited we all are and all that kind of stuff and have a bit more positivity. But we, you know, it was the elephant in the room. We couldn't deny it. But anyway, follow us on all the socials at UK Packers. We speak this in a couple of days. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.